Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and welcome to the Candidate Experience Podcast, where we focus on the job candidate journey from apply to onboard and the space in between. Let's get started. care about the candidate experience, but have you ever wondered exactly how to bring your company to that next level and offer a world-class experience to your candidates? It's not easy. Fortunately, Candidate.FYI can help. Their solution guides candidates through your hiring journey, enhancing transparency and communication at every touchpoint. You'll also gain valuable insights on what's working and what's not with your hiring process. Best of all, it integrates directly with your ATS. Head on over to candidate.fyi and see how to transform your company's candidate experience today. Welcome to the No Screening episode where employer brand and recruitment marketing manager Haley Sasser is my special guest. Haley shares some great tips for both hiring teams as well as job seekers in improving the candidate journey. We cover a number of important topics in this episode, including job advertisements, rejection emails, resume tips, and more. Enjoy. Hey, Haley, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to thank you for, this is your second time. You're a two-timer here on the Candidate Experience podcast. We recorded back in November of 2021, so like a year and a half ago. And I will definitely put the notes or the link in the notes to this episode to your previous one, which I thought was great. I think you had some great things to share. I especially like the fact that you you talked about what you could do for the candidate experience in a small, medium, and large. It's like ordering mm-hmm. off a menu, right? <laughs> yeah, small, medium, or large. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would encourage listeners to, to go back and listen to that because I think what you said then still applies to today. But yes, before we get... Yeah. Before we get rolling, can you please introduce yourself to listeners? Yes. So my name is Haley Sasser. I live in Tampa, Florida, and I have almost nine years of experience in the employer brand and recruitment marketing space. And most recently, the past two years in internal communications and, you know, employee engagement. And so some of the things I've done and have really passionate about are, you know, EVP development, careers websites and revamping those and really enabling talent acquisition teams with recruitment marketing content and email templates that align with with the brand and with the voice of the company. And of course, reputation management as well. And yeah, I was most recently, I was affected by a layoff, want, want, but you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> looking on the, yeah, for sure. It's okay. You know, looking on the positive side. And so I'm looking for my next opportunity. So, you know, looking for my next type of role where I can just share my skills and experience of 
employer branding and you know bringing innovative programs and projects to to recruiting teams and whether that's in the tech industry or, or something totally different. So thanks so much for having me again on the pod. <laughs> My pleasure. I I think how I learned out that you you got the 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 proverbial pink slip was you had a post that you shared that was you with like your toes in the sand at the beach. <laughs> that, and that was your post. And I'm like, Oh, that's too bad, but good for you for going to the beach that day. <laughs> yes. I, I had already had a little beach weekend planned right, you know, right after it happened. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a great photo of the beach and I'm going to use that on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Well, so tell me, like, what are you finding out there right now in, in your in your job search? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been a remote employee since like mid-2017. So I'm looking for opportunities that are either remote friendly or right. you know, local to Tampa, Florida, where where I live. And so something I've noticed on the job boards is that we still aren't doing an amazing job of letting candidates know if jobs are strictly on-site or hybrid or remote or, or a mixture. And so it's definitely getting better. Like there's filters on certain job boards, but sometimes that filter, like the label doesn't necessarily match what's actually written in the job posting. Right, right. I actually saw one job that said, yeah, I saw one job that said like, this job is not remote, but then because it had remote in it, LinkedIn just decided it was a remote <laughs> job. <laughs> so it's definitely important to to make sure that what's actually in the job posting is really clear and transparent in terms of the, the working location. Yeah, I, I can see how that can not only be a bit confusing, but it's kind of a waste of time too. It's wasting your time. It's it's also wasting you know, the company's time as well. Like if it's if it's remote, say so very clearly. If it's not, mm-hmm. if it's some hybrid of the two, make it clear. You, I don't think there's a character limitation in job description. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything interesting or, or funny that you've experienced through this job search? I know it's not been that long. What's it been? A few weeks or, but any, mm-hmm. anything interesting or funny you can share? <laughs> yeah. So it's been about two, two full weeks for sure. Maybe two and a half. Right. Um, so I've been applying to you know lots of jobs because I know it, it does take time from when the moment that you apply, it could take, you know, a week or two for a recruiter to actually see your application. So I've been applying to lots of jobs, obviously getting a lot of rejection emails, you know, which is fine. I just, I just brush it off, but I did get a funny email that basically was saying, thanks for your application. We get a lot of applications. And then it didn't actually like reject me in any way. It just said, it did not say anything like rejection wise, you know, you're no longer being considered or we regret to inform you. Like it just said, thanks for your application. I'm like, so you're saying there's a chance, like, what are you saying? (laughs) But yeah, so for that one, I'm definitely going to assume that I was, they were attempting to let me down on that one, but it was worded very, 
interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think I think a lot of my guests talk about sort of like the clarity and communication. So I, I guess mm-hmm. I'll give them this. At least they tried to communicate with you. Maybe they're <laughs> communication. Or maybe they were trying to really just to let you down easily. But I think you tell me, like, if, if I'm in a job search, I think most job seekers want to know where they stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I mean, I've applied to lots of jobs and I would say I've only actually heard back other than the standard thanks for applying email that you get like automatically. I only actually heard back from maybe 30% of the jobs so far. Wow. And so there's a lot that are just kind of my resumes in a black hole currently. So I'm like, you know, I understand maybe a recruiter goes on a vacation for like a week and then they don't get back. And then now they have to sift through, you know, a hundred resumes, but definitely within, I would say, I don't know, three weeks, I would feel like you should hear back. Hopefully. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, my guest, guest in my last episode, he was, I shared with him something I had heard from someone else that was talking about they had applied for a job six months ago and they totally forgot about that they, you know, had applied, but then they got that sort of standard rejection email six months later and they had to like look back and go, did I really apply to that job? (laughs) Like, (laughs) did it really take them six months to figure this out? Like, I, oh. I, I would, anyways, I, the point of the, the story is please let candidates know when you know, and as soon as mm-hmm. possible, <laughs> like what's, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know it's only been a few weeks, but have you been interviewing anywhere and how's that been? Yeah. So I've had a handful of, you know, those initial interviews, the recruiter phone screens. Mm. I know you hate the word screen, (laughs) but it's, it's going well so far. And, you know, luckily I do have a lot of experience and global experience. So I think that sets me apart, but yeah, I just got a second round interview somewhere. So yeah, moving along. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I, I know we've talked about that word screen before and I just, (laughs) whenever I think of that word screen, like, can we just call it a phone conversation or a meeting or a phone meeting or something like that? Like screen to me just doesn't sound like a, it sounds more like medical, like you're going for this health screening and it could be something (laughs) bad. Um, for, for job seeker, it, it should be something good. (laughs) So it should be, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting screened, but it's an opportunity for the job seeker to go ahead and find out about the company. It's mm-hmm. a two-way street there for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Can you offer you know, one tip on how an employer could improve the, the candidate experience just kind of based on your own experience, not not naming names or anything, but <laughs> trying to word it in the positive, not the negative, but like what's one tip that you could offer employers and what they could do to improve candidate experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely at this stage of where I'm at in the candidate experience, you know, 
journey of applying for jobs, like step one, I would say for employers to go ahead and look at how your job postings are showing up on the big job boards like LinkedIn and Indeed. And are they actually being labeled correctly? Like, are they being labeled as hybrid when it's hybrid or on-site when it's on-site? Because I know with, you know, LinkedIn, or if you have a certain ATS, they're pulling that information in correctly because some ATSs play better than others <laughs> with LinkedIn and sure. Indeed. <laughs> sure. But in some cases, you'd have to add, you know, hashtags to the bottom of your job to make sure it's being, you know, in categorized in the right bucket. And so definitely employers check out how your job postings are showing up on these boards. And if something's wrong and you're not sure how to fix it, just go ahead and ask your LinkedIn or Indeed rep and see if they can help you out. Yeah, that's a great tip. I would also add to like apply to your own jobs too through mm-hmm. the through those exterior job boards too, just to see how things come through. I try to do that about once a quarter in my own day job, just because you never know. And occasionally, I find things that just are broken. Things break sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, excellent tip. And that tip you offered doesn't cost more than a little bit of time for sure. Mm -hmm. So any, any tips to your fellow job seekers out there on what they can do to improve their experience in, in the job search process? Yeah. So I would say the first thing is to, you know, keep your head up, stay positive. The market is really crazy right now, but there are, still companies hiring and certain industries that are doing really well in comparison to others. So you might have to change industries completely, but that's okay because I'm sure you have transferable skills. And also this is going to take more time, but Hey, if you're a job seeker, then you need to (laughs) use your time wisely and put time towards your job search. Cause it's not, it's not easy. I would say to, personalize your resume for every job you apply to. I know for my resume at the very top, I would uh, customize kind of the title underneath my name for each job, depending on what it was. And then also that kind of intro paragraph or summary, I would edit that to make sure it was aligned with, with the job posting I was applying to. So definitely do that and apply for lots of jobs because it truly is like a you know, a numbers game. Right. <laughs> you never know what companies are actually going to get back to you in a good amount of time. So apply for everything that you feel like you're qualified for. And maybe even some that are stretched too, because you never know, maybe they're one company is looking for director level person who's like going to be new in that role. Maybe they want someone who's been a manager for a little bit, who's ready to take that next step. Sure. You never know what they're looking for. And also job titles can be kind of wonky. So it's always good to, (laughs) you know, look at the actual job posting and not just the title. And then of course, like we mentioned earlier, since job postings aren't always a hundred percent correct in terms of like the hybrid remote onsite piece, Mm just go ahead and apply to jobs that are maybe outside of your city. You know, I've been applying to jobs that maybe they're in Texas or Boston or, you know, 
wherever, even though I'm in Tampa, because you never know, maybe they aren't able to find someone locally and then they'll come back to your resume and be open to remote once they realize, oh no, we can't find anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I especially like what you said about be sure to personalize your resume for each, each job that you apply for. I don't think by and large, a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've heard some job, you know, I've tried to help a few people every single month with their job search as a, something that I do to sort of pay it forward. And I see resumes and I see people applying for jobs and I say, you know, it's obvious that you have a lot of the transferable skills for this, but your resume doesn't say that and Mm -hmm. you're expecting someone else to interpret, interpret Mm -hmm. your resume. And I, you know, I leave it to them because it's their job search. Right. But I, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm in, in total agreement with what you say about personalizing things. I'm like, let's make it easy for the person that's going to receive and review your resume on the other end like don't make them search for stuff. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, if for instance, you're, you're a salesperson and your, your resume says business development, but the job you're applying mm-hmm. for says account executive, like I'm good with updating your resume to, mm-hmm. to, to reflect what the, what the job description is. Business development and account executive is pretty much the same thing in my book. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that. And also like, you know, if something in the job posting that's really important to the job posting, make sure that piece on your resume and your experience is listed first. So right. for some of the jobs I've applied to, like one of them, the first thing on the roles and responsibility was, you know, working with the marketing team to update the careers website and create like special landing pages, blah, blah, blah. So that was pro- maybe like the fourth bullet point in one of my parts mm-hmm. of my resume before. So I just pulled that part to the top because I'm like, oh, clearly this is really important. So even little things like that, just reordering some of it can be helpful. I, I think for a recruiter who's screening you or not screening, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's reviewing your resume. <laughs> yeah. You're funny. You're funny. Yeah. And that's, and by doing that, I think you just increase your odds. And like you said, it is a numbers game. So why not use the numbers to your advantage? And, and that's why you're interviewing, right? (laughs) Because, Mm -hmm. or that has a good, a good thing to do with it because you may, you're making it easy for the people reviewing your resume to not screen you out. Ooh, I used the S word, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, but invite you in. And that's really what you're wanting to do is get invited in. No one gets hired off of their resume. Typically you have to go through a process, but it is your, it is your marketing. It is your brochure, so to speak, that you mm-hmm. hand, hand out something in writing that promotes you. So you're better off putting your best foot forward and customizing it, I think I think it proves out better for you in the long run, for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, Haley, I appreciate your your tips here, and I think if if anyone's looking for a 
<laughs> for an employer branding person, I think they might want to consider checking your profile out, which I'm going to include at the bottom of this episode in the notes section and stuff. But if people wanted to get a hold of you, how could they? Um, yeah, so you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Go ahead and message me. I'm definitely on there all day, every day these days. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on, on LinkedIn. And I really appreciate talking with you again, Chuck. This yep. was a lot of fun. Yep. Then I'm going to have you on again, and it's going to be who won you in <laughs> and hired you. Yes. So we're going to. Yes, you're maybe one. Me. One year in, one year in to my next role. Yeah. <laughs> what have I yeah. done? So, but yeah, I appreciate your time today and your insights. All right. Awesome. Thanks. This story has a happy ending. About a week and a half between when we recorded this interview and the day before I was set to release it, Haley let me know that she had received and accepted a new job. So congrats to her. In the notes for this episode, you'll find a link to the post she wrote with details on her new job and more about her candidate journey during this job search. I know there's many out there that have been laid off and are searching, and I know it's really tough. Hoping that this story offers some inspiration. Again, congrats, Haley. Thanks for listening to the Candidate Experience Podcast. You can reach out to us via our website, thecx.xyz. That's T-H-E-C-X dot X-Y-Z.